Welcome to the Humane Roundup Podcast with your host Daniel Ettinger and H.O. Bishop. H.O.Bishop. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, all those good places. This is the Humane Roundup Podcast and we're excited to bring to you another fun episode. An educational episode. Aren't all our episodes educational? Excuse me? Aren't all of our episodes educational? It depends on who you ask. This is true. I would think they are, though. I, I I think last episode was great. We had a awesome officer from Virginia Beach on, learning about kind of how they operate. We had NACA give an update. We have a great guest with us this week. I'm really excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's just, this is fun stuff. This is, uh, you know, I... I like to sleep in, I will be honest, <laughs> but when it's the day that I get to record, I guess I'm up, I'm at it, I'm excited, I'm feeding you all a line of crap because I'm really tired, <laughs> I work all week, this is my weekend, I want to sleep in, but no, I get up to help educate and just because, you know, I love, I love this profession, I love doing this stuff, and so it means a lot that we can give back to our community and, and hopefully people get some stuff from this, these episodes. Who knows? Maybe one, one year we'll get accredited and you know, these can count towards CE. Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? That would be cool. That would be cool. I think we have good guests and really good topics. So why not? Uh Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's the cough button. You okay over there? Yeah, no good. Coffee went down the wrong tube. Okay, um, that happens. Do you, how do you drink your coffee, by the way? Uh, cr- cream and sugar. Okay. You know, I never... It's, I'll be really honest. I never really got into coffee. There was a short period of life. I was, I think, 27 years old. We were in Maui. This was the first cup of coffee that I ever had. And I will happily say that that was the best cup of coffee that I ever had. And there was a short stint after that that I drank coffee. Uh, it just, it's not me. You know what I, you know, what's my drink of choice? Do you know for like a, a morning beverage? Water. Let's see how well you know me. What? <laughs> water. Well, yes, water. I'm always with water. Water and I are like family. It's like 73% of my body or something. I don't know. I'm going to go with like something like kombucha then. <laughs> that's funny yeah you're you're cute over there in wisconsin oh this guy in denver colorado drinks kombucha um matcha tea has been my thing for over a year now at yeah, least okay. i i've always loved green tea green tea is my go-to but i this matcha thing so the difference between green tea and matcha is they take the whole green tea leaf and they grind it down and make a powder and then you drink the whole thing versus a green tea where you just soak the tea leaves. So mm. that's the difference. Okay. Yeah. I always yeah. wondered about that. That makes sense as to the flavor. Yeah. Not just, I mean, the flavor is very, it's very earthy. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's my go to. So if you drink matcha tea, hit me up. Let me know your favorite. And if you drink coffee, let Bishop know your favorite. And if you drink 
water. Thank you. <laughs> well, we have a good show today. I'm excited to get ACO Michelle on board and talk some stuff with her. If you don't know ACO Michelle, she's famous on all levels. Uh, we see her all the time on on Facebook in our in our animal control officer groups. Michelle with one L, how's it going? It's going great, Dan. How are you guys? We're Cold. good. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, saying that. I like a long that time. intro. Thank you. <laughs> what Michelle with one L? No, no, I'm famous on all the uh, <laughs> all the ACO pages. I feel you, like you everybody really knows you though. Yeah, they, like ACO Michelle is good enough. If you don't know who that is, go to your Facebook page. Find like you you don't need a last name. You're like the Madonna of this profession. <laughs> well, you know what? I find that that. It's good to be out there and to talk to people, residents and other officers, so that, you know, it, it just broadens the horizons for us as officers and it also for the residents because, believe it or not, I've, I've encountered people that say, oh, I didn't know we had animal control. And I'm like, yep. who have you been calling all this time <laughs> for problems? Like, <laughs> we're the ones who take care of you. And so that's, I see that starting to turn around a lot in my community. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm glad, you know, I, I'm on a team right now, I'm down to two other ACOs, uh, but I'm the only one who is on Facebook and speaks with, uh, reporters and things like that. Um, so I've been just making sure that I'm out there, you know, to the point where people are tagging me, residents are tagging me, which is okay. I don't mind. And I just use that as an, uh, educational opportunity. So it's, you know, I think it's important that officers really are out there and and show their face to the badge and to the profession so that people can relate to us and use us as the resource that we are and some of the people that may know you closer definitely know that you are out there so that is, that is fair to say <laughs> nice, <laughs> you, know, man. you know michelle we met it was it baltimore in 2015 probably yeah yeah, the, we I met think that was that, the first time. Yeah, at that conference there, I remember yep. uh, seeing you on the elevator and chatting a little bit. And you just have that great personality. And to my, to me, we need officers. You know, and everybody has different personalities. Some are some are introverts, some are extroverts, some are a combination of both. But we need officers that kind of embody that customer service piece that I think you really do. And you just talked about it with your, you know, being on the on the um, all the pages and, and available that way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, the first thing I thought when I saw you was, wow, you're taller in person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wear boot extensions. <laughs> oh, boot that's fantastic. Extensions. Yeah, uh, thank you for enunciating that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, though. Well, uh, Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a congratulations in order? I. Are you the no? <laughs> You're talking about NACA? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I figured I th I thought about it. Um and when there was that upheaval last year and we didn't kind of know what was going on with NACA, um, I just figured I, I didn't want to be one of those people that complained about things not getting done um without throwing my hat in the ring and to help things get done. So here I am. <laughs> awesome. So for those of you that don't know, Michelle is on the 
board for NACA. Michelle, can you talk to a little bit about what your expectations or what NACA's expectations of you are? So, um, I feel that I can be a good representative for the field services officers. Um, there has been other board members that are not necessarily officers in the field. Um, and that's great, but I think to relate to the members, um, they need to have people that are actually out there in the field working. And um, I know Trey is uh, down uh, it's South also. He's on the board as well. And I had people, you know, sending me messages and, and things and saying, hey, why don't you get on, try it for the board this year? You know, we'll vote for you. We'll vote for you. And I said, all right, why not? You know, like, what what's the harm, you know? You know, it's like not like I don't have any spare <laughs> time, but you know, I it, I make it work. Um, right now, there's a big learning curve because things you don't realize how much work is involved until you're actually in there. Um, so there's a learning curve on what you know I need to be up to speed on and um, dealing with uh, the local state associations as far as NACA membership and things like that. So I'm kind of hopefully spinning out of that learning curve and ready to actually be what I feel is more of a productive member. I've kind of just been kind of watching and, and seeing what, what's happening there. Um, but I've gotten feedback, you know, from my uh, state ACOs and my state association, you know, um, we really want to professionalize the job a little more than what it's been seen at historically. Uh, you know, guys walking around in, you know, jeans and sneakers and, you know, T-shirts, you know, rolling up in, in you know, like a, a hoopty van, you know, that kind of a thing where, you know, and we shooting should, a dog that, in a yard. You mean that well, guy? Well, no comment there, but. <laughs> that that um, looks like it should say free puppies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can't be taken seriously if you don't, you know, look and, and act the part. And that's a big thing. So. um. I think that's a really huge step where the visualization of these people, you know, look like they know what they're doing, you know, when they speak to the people, oh, they sound like they know what they're doing. And then uh, their actions on how they contain animals or how they control the situation, you know, then they look like or they they, they act like they know what they're doing. Um, so it's a multi-step process that I think all the states should be following. And you always bring this up, Dan, that there's so many titles for what we do. And um, I'm hoping one of these days we can, as a national um, organization, have one title, you know, and then all the states use that title, you know, and then it's because you have police and you have fire department, you know, Sheriffs, and, yeah, and you got it. animal control and then 17 other names for animal control. Like, there so should what be is one your. What is your, if you had a magic wand, Michelle, and you could pick one name to define the possess possession, wow, p profession, what would it be? So I have been thinking about that, and I think, um, I think animal services is a good start. Um, I know your animal protection, and I thought about that, and it seems like maybe there should be a little more than just the word protection. 
And I'm not sure if animal services encompasses everything that we normally do, but I'm leaning, I think, towards that maybe, animal services, um, because there are so many services that we, we provide for so many different animals. And, and I think that's a good umbrella um, for now. I, I've been kind of just tossing different names back and forth, but I think that's the one that's kind of sticking with me a little bit more. By law, in New Jersey, we're animal control officers. So, you know, if we have to change anything, it has to be done at the state level. So uh, finding legislation that, you know, we can buddy up with and, and really push our agenda to get things changed is important. And uh, I haven't really done that in the past. I haven't had the opportunity. And now with things, you know, I'm in the field a lot longer now and have more connections to people and more resources with NACA and the state association. I'm hoping that something will change and, and, and we'll get the ball rolling into that aspect of uh, professionalism, more professionalism, we should say. Great, great, great info. Absolutely. To kind of piggyback off of that. So you, you've got a, a name that if you could met, uh, wave your magic wand, but, Beyond that, looking at whether it be, I mean, you've talked about, you, I don't want to say unionizing because uniting, uniting, that's the word I want, mm-hmm. uniting all of us. So that's one of your magic wands. But if you were to look at like laws, whether it be national or local, if you can wave a magic wand, what would be something that you're passionate about that you would want to change? Well, I know for me specifically, uh, we're under the health department here in New Jersey, so we don't have the same liberties as other ACOs do that are under the police departments. And I think that is an important factor um, in order for us to do the job well that we need to do. We should be able to have all of the resources at our ha- at our fingertips and be capable of uh, following through with a case from beginning till end and not have to do the legwork in the beginning and then hand it over to the humane law enforcement officer um, so that they can continue and deal with the issue in court and and move forward from there. Um, we are the first responders, uh, usually at the scene first, and we are witness to what goes on. And I think that's an important uh, person in the investigation, and we should be able to follow that through all the way. And I know there have been some ACOs in New Jersey that have been picked up by the police department, and I'm not sure if that's going to be um, something that's just going to be happening more and more. I'm not opposed to that. I just don't know what the specifics are once that happens, uh, because the job itself is under the auspice of the health department. So maybe that's something that needs to change legally, but I think all ACOs should have that capability of of following it, following what they're working on, and they work so hard on from the beginning to the end. You know, there's plenty of people that we work with and um we have that relationship with people and then when something goes sour we have to take everything that we've worked on and hand it over to somebody that's 
just reading it on paper, you know, that's, that's a little bit hard to do. It's hard to give it up and it's hard to explain what we see and what we feel and what's in our gut to somebody else. And, um, I think, you know, that's where uh, there's a lot of fault in the system. And, and if we could have all ACOs be able to do whatever they need to do without any roadblocks, that would be a huge benefit for us. And, and it may help in the long run that we don't even need to go that whole, you know, legal route, arresting people, things like that. We can just do it at our level, but just we have the capability of doing whatever we need to do. Michelle, I agree with you so much there. I, and I experienced that in some aspects on our criminal cases that are that are going to be more of a felony. We have to work with local law enforcement on that, and it can become difficult. Uh, not always, not always, but there are times where what you're saying, I think a lot of officers throughout the country deal with where when you, even if you pass a case in your, your own department, it can be difficult, right? Because you're not the lead officer on it. You don't mm-hmm. maybe maybe have that firsthand experience. And so when you're passing it to another agency to work on it, obviously there can be some issues. So I really appreciate your insight on that. That really uh, hits home for me. And I know Bishop, you're a little different because like you're kind of a one man show, right? Yeah. And, and I have the ability I work, I work for our police department. And so, I mean, really, well, congratulate. I- Congratulations on all your success, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but but I do I I do get to handle my cases start to finish unless it involves something else. But then I'm I'm working with the officers directly. It's great. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I I think you do great work, and I know you know we've had conversations throughout time on on some of these things, and with your influence on the NACA board, and just continuing to be an advocate for our profession. I definitely think that um, you'll uh, we'll get we'll get closer to there. I don't know when we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a big thing of mine. Whether it's the the naming idea of just having a unified name throughout the country where we all can relate and be called the same thing. It was great hearing from Adam last week about the name Animal Protection Unit, and then what was the animal? He had two different 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 names. Enforcement. Yeah, animal enforcement unit. Um, so it's just neat hearing all that stuff and and then all those little things. Michelle, I know you're, you know, again, you're active on the social media stuff. I see you a lot in the ACO bites. It sounds like you like to cook. Uh, what are some other things that you do that's like a hobby or you do different, just not work related? Uh you mean in all my downtime? <laughs> <laughs> There's a a very blurry line there at some point, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. And when I'm not working on the job, and my quotes are going up here, um, I'm still doing stuff like today, um, someone posted about a lost dog. So I'm sharing that on our different uh, Facebook pages in town. And uh, forwarding it to, you know, neighboring ACOs. it's like I just it's almost like I don't have a turn off button, you know. Um except I think we heard that last week too. I mean Adam was very similar. Yeah, it's it's hard because you want to help the community and animals just don't stop needing help at four thirty because everybody's going home. You know, it's a really is a twenty four hour job and it's just trying to find that balance. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still, you know, whatever, almost a dozen years and I'm still <laughs> trying to find that balance. I do uh, know that 
a little bit of uh, my buddy Carlo Rossi helps uh, often at the end of the day. So, <laughs> um, but you know, the balance is is it's tough. You know, it's it's definitely tough. But I feel like. I'm really trying to help or I feel like I am helping when I get people, you know, contacting me on the side and saying, you know what, thank you so much for your help. You know, uh, you, you know, because you put the word out, we got our dog back or, you know, thanks so much for your help. I, I didn't know, you know, when I got bit by a raccoon, I should have called, you know, the police department and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, you know, it's like the job you don't sleep in other words like the job doesn't sleep there's always stuff that goes on and it's just uh, i personally have a hard time turning off from the job so i just kind of you know i got both of my phones i have a personal phone and my work phone and i and if something dings i kind of look at it and if i don't need to deal with it personally i like to know what's going on and it may not require my attention at that time how really bad it is and if it's something that we need to call the wildlife rehabilitator for you know things like that because they need, you know, they need a little guidance every now and then, even though they've been doing it for a little while. Um, but yeah, um, sangria is my number one go-to. <laughs> Do you worry yeah. about burnout? About what? Burnout? I do. I do. And to be honest, um, I find the burnout for me is more related to my work in my animal shelter um, than animal control job out in the field. Um, for anybody who does dual purpose work, uh, sometimes it's a nightmare. You know, I supervise the shelter staff as well um, with staffing and scheduling and things like that. And the animals, the uh, dog adoptions, dog meet and greets, uh, you know, I do a lot on the shelter side as well. I back up the shelter director. Um, so there's a lot more that what I do than just animal control and that I get more burnt out and frustrated with than, you know, animal control. For me, animal control is, you know, the, the legislation for, you know, getting things passed, um, the public education, uh, you know, rabies clinics, you know, things like that. That's, that's the better half of the job. Um, I just, I get really stressed out with, you know, like I said, the shelter stuff and, Anybody that works in a shelter knows, you know, and it's not anything specific for my shelter. It's just there's a lot more drama when you have a lot more people involved, uh, and it kind of detracts from the animal control job itself. So that, I find, um, has been very stressful. And as everybody knows, there is such a, uh, a shortage of people. You know, we're all short-staffed. We're all, you know, down more men than we we should be. Um, and that is what I think takes its toll more than the animal control job itself, the sole animal control job. Yeah, absolutely. Really good perspective. Are you ready to play our game, Pick of the Litter? Sure. <laughs> Pick of the Litter, brought to you by the Humane Educators of Texas. <laughs> Check it out, humaneeducatorsoftexas.com. Don't mess that up or Kelly will get you. Again, Tabitha, <laughs> not so worried about. Kelly, on the other hand, we got problems. I wish I had their direct contact information, Dan. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> when they see me, they run away. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just laugh at you. <laughs> they do. Uh, they're great. We love, we love the Humane Educators of Texas. We love Tab and Kelly and 
yeah, but I'm not scared of Tabitha. She's she's all talk. Um. <laughs> anyway, would, you, would this... you say she's a pussycat? Nope, nope. We'll not say anything like that. I say I love both of them, and I'm grateful for their support, and they're doing great stuff down there. So if you're not familiar with the Humane Educators of Texas, check out their website, humaneeducatorsoftexas.com. Michelle, and the I know episode you know they were them. on earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check out uh, episode. I guess it's the first episode of the new year. So if you missed that, please go back and check that out and um, find out some of the great stuff that they're working on. They're doing they're really doing some cool stuff down there. And yeah. uh, we, we got a chance to check out their facility in 2021 and just really excited for the things that come in the future for them as well. So good stuff. All right. Take it away, Bishop. All right. Are you ready? Oh, wait, for this do you know Michelle? how to play this game? First off, hold up, hold up. <laughs> we haven't even <laughs> just doing, explained Dan? the rules, the rules of the game. So, Michelle, what we're going to do is we're going to give you some options. You choose based on your parameters on whatever you want to choose. You can choose one, you can choose neither, you can choose all of the above, or you can make your own entry to the game. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. So, all right, Michelle, you ready? Yep. Let's start off with Van. Truck or SUV? Oh, definitely truck. That's definitely interesting. Truck. Dan, have yeah. we had anybody pick van? Uh, so far, you know, I haven't entered. Uh, I haven't entered uh, Kelly and Tabitha's yet, so they may have. But out of the other four this year, no, no, no. Interesting. Uh, van. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't think, right. and I don't think they. I think one picked an SUV and one picked a truck. Truthfully, I believe I'm, so. Yeah. 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 My memory. I actually have a truck. I actually have an SUV and a van, and the van is empty because we use it for transporting animals to our spay and neuter clinics. So we kind of play Jenga with the carriers yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but that's still like that classic, you know, white van. Hey, little girl, have you seen this puppy? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'll give no. you that. I can't that. get that out of my head. <laughs> we got but some I free think... candy in here too. Yeah, right. Come here, let me show you. <laughs> wow. But I gotta, I gotta say, like, I went from a truck to a van, and I absolutely love my van. I've got the Shoreline kennels in the truck or in the van. Um, yeah, but you're also like five foot nothing, so it's probably easier for I'm five, you. Five six. I'm not oh. as. You know what, Dan. Careful. I'm going to say Tabitha on you. That's the average height for a woman. So, okay. Yeah. So don't knock exactly. us. <laughs> okay. Five foot nothing. That's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Cat, dog, or other, Michelle? Um. Well, I'm a dog person for sure, but I am also an other person for sure. I've had uh, iguanas and snakes and turtles. My iguana was probably... 15 years old and about like oh. six feet long when he died. I was, I was so devastated. Um, and I would love like any kind of crazy calls. I mean, you see me out there, any, t an alligator, you know, a lion. I'm like, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely love any, I would love the opportunity for going on a call for any exotics. Uh, absolutely. For sure. How many lion calls have you had in New Jersey? Uh, unfortunately, none. 
I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, like five. Oh, no, I <laughs> wish. I wish. There's some video that's out there of a woman that's carrying a, li a, t a lion in the dark. I don't know if you I guys saw have... it. Yes, yeah. yes. I think it's in yeah, our, Everybody's country. like, oh, yeah. they finally caught you. <laughs> there was a case. There was a case in, in I, I, it might have been Brooklyn or somewhere in Manhattan. Yeah, the uh, tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's cool. crazy. Can you imagine those guys? In a, in an apartment. A, a 600 yeah. pound tiger <laughs> uh, well, in an that's, apartment that's crazy and, and then that's when you call carol baskin holla <laughs> that's a whole other episode check that yeah, out for last year as well we have, we have that one somewhere <laughs> oh crying out loud all right michelle going on uh, <laughs> hip-hop country or rock um I actually like them all, but I, I like hip-hop also. The old school stuff, like from the 80s. Anything in the 80s. You're talking like Run DMC? Grandmaster yeah, totally. What? Wow. Totally. I grew okay. up like Some old LL Cool J? Yeah. I grew oh. up in a roller skating rink era. So, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Every time I hear one of those songs, I'm like instantly transported to the roller rink and I'm jamming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some old MC nice. Light. This is great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, nonprofit, PD, or municipal? Municipal. Um, PD. PD. I'm municipal now, and uh, actually, I'm municipal now with the backing of a nonprofit for the shelter. But PD for animal control all the way. Bite or cruelty? Both. Okay. God, that's a good answer. I like that answer. It's the right. first one of both of this year. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, body armor or none? What, what is this body armor you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you had the opportunity to wear it, would you want it? If I had the opportunity, um, it would be because I need it. So, yes, I would definitely want it. Okay. okay. Uh, barking or stray? Barking. Wow. Uh, come take mine, please. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's the part of the community education. You know, strays, yeah. you just get notified, and by the time you get there, you know, nine times out of ten, you can't find them. So you, you just put the word out, and eventually they wind up back home. But, you know, the, the barking and stuff, like, sometimes people are just clueless. They don't realize that the neighbor in the back, you know is a first responder and he works during the nighttime and he sleeps during the day and they're out there with their dog and you educate them on that and then they go oh so they you know cut the dog uh, bring the dog in uh, more often than they were leaving it out there and and that helps you know that helps the the dog it helps the the or the uh, neighbor i think it's you know a win-win so yeah i'm i deal with a lot of dog barking so that's fair i just find that more of mine are cranky neighbors that are barking or they're barking up my tree because the dog's barking for you know three minutes tops while it's oh, yeah. we, somebody walk by we were slammed with those calls in the beginning of covid because everybody was home and they're like oh the yep. dogs are barking and i'm like are you home because of covid they're like yes i'm like oh i i know that <laughs> let me just tell you <laughs> this one's out here at this time this one's out here at that time like, i drive by i see them i know they're out there you just got to get used to it that's all yeah well, exactly, exactly. All right, so cell phone or radio? Uh, 
definitely radio for me. Uh, we use cell phones now. I'm trying to get us radios. I would prefer radios. I feel like that's a whole lot safer personally because, I mean, it takes a lot to get a phone out of your pocket, dial a number, and go, hey, I need help, versus pushing a button. So, yep. I'm with you there. Zoom or in person? Oh, totally in person. Absolutely. I heard what uh, Jericho was saying, or I'm on the board, so I know about no NACA conference this year, but I really look forward to the conferences every year. And it's, for me, it's like 75% um, just interacting with the other ACOs face-to-face, and then 25% is, you know, whatever you learn out of it. But I, I think definitely speaking to people in person and putting the face to the name is super, super important for relationships. Absolutely. Skunk or dead on arrival? <laughs> skunk all the way. <laughs> oh. I love, I love skunk calls. I do. I love them. I, somebody taught me years ago, and I'll tell, I'll tell you guys, but don't tell anybody else. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> when you're, it's when not you coming from our words. Our yeah, right? <laughs> when you have to deal with a skunk, um, of course, you always approach them slowly, but whistling. You whistle the alphabet just over and over and over and over while you're dealing with them, and you're nice and calm. I, so far, have not gotten sprayed, and um, I think it has to do with just them hearing that noise, and they kind of focus on the noise, and they're not that worried about footsteps or, you know, you may clank clink something with the cage or whatever. They just kind of listen to that whistling sound and it just puts them at ease. So that's my little trade secret. So don't tell anybody. Your your secret's safe with us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the last one, Michelle. Catchpole, snappy snare or lariat? Catchpole. Catchpole for everything. I feel like Catchpole is going to win the year. I do. I, which is incredibly surprising to me. I did not expect that. I know. I thought more Snappy Snare would, would yeah. truthfully, I, I know the Lariat is my fave, but truthfully knowing like the industry, I was thinking, all right, yeah, Snappy Snare is going to win it, but Catchpole is definitely in the lead so far. So stay tuned for, for the results in 347 days. <laughs> <laughs> michelle you've been awesome you're you're always great to talk to i i wonder was there anything we didn't chat about that you want to make sure our listeners know or or we get out you know we get out to them um no not really nothing i haven't said already you know uh the community outreach uh education opportunities i think is very important for acos so um you know be out there be out there talk to people um Make up business cards with your name on it. If you don't want to put your phone number, put your link to your township uh, animal control services page, to your Facebook page, whatever. The more you get people to know who you are and what you do, the more important you become to that community. I think that's really the, the big key is people have to know who you are. National Night Out, when that comes around, do it. Get your truck washed. Get everything, you know, organized, get all your gear, put up some tables with flyers, um, be out there, part of the community. We are first responders and we should be treated as such. And when those opportunities come up where, 
you have PDs doing coffee with a cop, you call your cop and you say, hey, how about uh, I pop over there and I sit with you guys? This way somebody has an animal question, I can answer it. They're like, no problem. I do coffee with a cop all the time um, that I want to. Well, now COVID hit, but I was planning on doing something like ask an ACO at the parks where people can come up to me and ask me questions. You know, I spend the afternoon at the park and because you, A, you want to be out there for the people. B, you're going to catch people with the dogs running off leash. <laughs> you're going to find out who's licensed and not in town. And you're going to give them that information to license them. So um, I, I think that it's just, you know, you really should be out there. You know, let people know who you are to the point where even if they see you when you're not in uniform, they say hi to you. I think that's a great, great, great nod to the job that you do. You know, we have to be out there in the public like we shouldn't be slinking around and you know trying to catch something here or trying to go over here you know like do after hours or whatever like be out there let people know what you do and be professional about it and look professional about it and you know the dog catcher uh of you know way back when is 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 dead you know now we are animal protection officers animal services officers animal control officers and 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 just you know, do it, you know, now it's past the time for change. So just do it and let this snowball into something bigger and better. I, I honestly, I'm at a loss for words. Um, and I mean that in a endearing way, I, I, because that's everything that I think of and, and it's so nice to hear. I know you're on the other side of the, the country uh, from me at this point, but it's just so nice to hear somebody else sharing that sentiment, somebody who's on the board and somebody has so much influence in this profession. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your perspective on this. And I, not only could I hear you talk for hours because of the New York accent, I know you live in New Jersey, but whatever. New Jersey. I, it's New York. It's fine. It's big enough. It reaches. Um, oh, Dan, what are we going to do with you? Uh, whatever. It's fine. It's, <laughs> It is what it is. She she likes bagels and locks just like every other New Yorker. It's fine. That's right. We <laughs> um, have the best bagels, so. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, hearing you say that, it just makes doing this show so much more, like, worth it. Because it's not just coming from me. It's not just coming from Bishop. It's coming from, you know, an everyday officer just like yourself. And it's just great to hear that you're doing that in your community. So thank you. Uh, for being such a great advocate for this profession. And I look forward to continuing to work with you as we standardize things and, and continue to, you know, show what we really do, not what the community thinks we do. So thank you. Sure. Well, thank you for, you know, providing the outlet for, uh, for us to speak to other ACOs and, and get the word out there. Definitely. Well, check out ACO Michelle on Facebook. You definitely want to follow her. And uh, if you're not in any of those spaces, um, special groups that we're in shoot us a message and we'll get you into those groups so you can have some of those great conversations that we currently have she's also on instagram ig <laughs> <That's so stupid. laughs> thanks Bishop, for going on my else? cover no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't i i kind of just echoed dan and thank you for for everything that you're doing and I'm excited to see what happens now with you being on the board with NACA and all your great ideas. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll see. We're, we're working. It's a work in progress.
So how long is I definitely looking forward to, you know, my contributions to uh, to NACA, which trickle down into the different states and and my state and and things like that. So yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. How long is the term with NACA on the board? Three years. Mine's three years. Okay. Right. Great. That's a lot. That's a long time. So we'll hopefully uh, get some change and we'll definitely get you back on if you're willing to come and chat. It's always fun to have you. Sure. Anytime. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, share, and rate the podcast. Find us okay. on Instagram and Facebook, Humane Roundup. You can also find h.o. Wow. h.o.bishop on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm there as well as Animal Protection. Officer Daniel. And as always on the Humane Roundup podcast, we like to say, keep it humane. Humane. (laughs) There you go.